0: or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Welcome to the after party. It's time to change. You're just getting started. You can teach an old dog new ways, and not just on Saturdays. Hey, this is Anna, and this is After Party Pod Podcast about addiction recovery, stuff like that. How are you? This is gonna be a very short intro, because why not? I just, that's what what feels right today. And what do I wanna tell you? I have, there's a lot of resources out there. I get emails from people who don't know about all the other stuff that After Party is doing. So I'm going to tell you some of them now and I'm going to tell you some of them at the end of the episode. Uh, we, we have a Facebook page where people are interacting with each other, sharing stories about addiction and recovery. That's facebook.com slash afterpartychat. We're on Twitter. We tweet at you. You tweet at us at After Party site. Um, you can get all the podcasts here this is, we're getting towards the 100th one, if you can believe that. They're all available on afterpartypod.com. Obviously, they're on iTunes and Stitcher and wherever else you're getting them. You can email me. A lot of you guys just figure this out, but you can email me directly at Anna at theafterpartygroup.com. Speaking of which, I got an email uh, this week that I... Uh, had every intention of answering with my guest, I wrote to the person back and said, oh, this is perfect, I'm gonna to talk to my guests about this. Guest just left, absolutely forgot to do that. So, um, and it's a huge question and, and I feel um, quite unqualified answering it myself, which is why I was trying to put it off on someone else too, but it's somebody who is uh, a man in his 50s who is uh, trying to come up with the motivation to quit. And uh, feeling discouraged, feeling depressed, and um, I get it. And the the I have nothing profound or original to say, except that, not except that I have nothing profound or original to say. And I'm going to say that alcohol is a depressant, and that it did. I did not realize the fact that I didn't have a fighting chance for happiness while I was putting depressants and stimulants into my system, and. You have no idea who you are if you think oh I'm just a depressed person uh, so what's the point of quitting drinking because this is how I'm always going to feel you actually have no idea who you are uh, at that point anyway and you've tried it this way so why not try it the other if it is as bad uh, as it was as bad as you think it might be then you get to go back but if you if you are considering sobriety and writing me an email asking about it why not do that for yourself. If you can find the motivation to, to be honest with yourself and, and write somebody about that, I think you can find the motivation to try this. As they say, one day at a time, you are not committing to the rest of your life. So that is my very unoriginal answer. And But I hope it helps. I hope it helps. If you guys have any feedback, also, this is something you can do on our Facebook page. You can do on Twitter. Uh, you can send me emails, all of that. Uh, now I'm gonna get into the guest. Uh, this is a guy who I have known since pretty much the first day I was sober. He was an integral part of my early sobriety, and uh, that is because we uh, I got to know him in, in uh, the rooms, as they say, and he and his friends were just so sweet and cute and nice and appropriate. And, um, and it meant a lot, and I'm very nostalgic for my early days because they were, they were just really, really fun. Um, his name is Danny Nucci, and he is an actor who has been in, um, I don't know, about 3,000 to 4,000 uh, different roles he has had. Um, I remember I first became aware of him because he was in Titanic. He played Leo's best friend, remember? Remember that? Uh, hot Italian guy, Uh, he is currently on a show called The Fosters, where he plays a character who is in recovery, Mike Foster, he was on Castle for years, Um, he has been in NCIS, CSI, lots of shows that don't have acronyms, Um, and what else, Without a Trace, The Mentalist, Joey, One Last Ride, I'm just reading down his IMDB page and it is a long one. So uh, he, he's a wonderful guy. He is uh, 26 years sober and um, talks about it in a very funny, claims to be angry. Huh. i don't buy that for a second. Anyway, this is Danny Nucci.
1: I first started taking drugs by chewing blocks of hash. Oh, my God. I think my copy has,
0: like, blood stains on it from shooting up while reading it.
1: Hardy animal. I hate to say that because that makes me sound Paris Hilton. I was on the, as I used call it, the Autobahn to nowhere. I'm very
0: lucky because would you have wanted to have a celebrity junkie for a dad?
1: The audience that might be interested in hearing this, I think, are uh, in recovery, you know? They'll they'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, what's interesting... You're
1: going to put that part in, are you?
0: No, you know what? We're going, we're going. The the audience, it's, uh, from what I hear, because I only hear from the people who email me, which is not everybody... Um, they are people who are in recovery. Oftentimes, they're people who are interested in seeking it and haven't yet. <laughs> but I'll tell you something else. The, I met this
1: they're ago. on the edges of recovery. Yeah.
0: Well, wouldn't you want to listen to Danny Nucci if you were on the edge? of recovery? I don't
1: recovery? think I'd want to listen to Danny Nucci. <laughs> I'm on the edge of recovery now.
0: Well, I do, and I did. And as we were, as I was saying before we started recording, you were an integral part of my early days because I rolled in there, 2000. And into this into this twelve step meeting, and there's just this row of can I say this hot men, just like row of them, right? Sorry, I'm gonna say, take your word for okay, it. Okay, you can say anything. Um, and I believe it was known as um, Judgment Row.
1: Judgment Row, I believe it was, yeah. And that sounds familiar.
0: And it was, um, you know, and, and I, those days are so blurry and vague and, and confusing, and they were so wonderful. And I really associate you with that time because you guys were just so nice and safe.
1: I don't know that we were, <laughs> I appreciate that. You know, we just had a good time. You did. I mean, that was, you know, I, I didn't stop drinking alcohol and using drugs to be friggin' miserable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so
1: it was really important it has been really important to, you know, find the joy in life. You know, it's it's, it's not all gloom and doom after uh, after the party's over, so to speak.
0: Well, you know, the entire concept of this is um, you know, it's, uh, recovery isn't the end of life, it's the beginning.
1: It, for many people it is. Yeah. I mean, and I, you know, I've been in recovery for a very long time. How I've are seen you sore? a long time.
0: I mean, do you... A, I remember back when... You're the cranky Prohibition. old Prohibition. <laughs> You're the cranky old-timer minus the cranky.
1: Uh, well, no, I'm cranky. Are you? Oh, yeah, well, I'm very cranky. Just ask my wife. She'll tell you.
0: Really? You haven't revealed it yet.
1: Yeah, she, well, you know, she's... Because she gets to see the middle portion. Yeah. Like, there's the... Where I start, and then when I actually go out into the world, yeah. But there's that middle part that she gets to see, right? You know, so right. she'll pick in and go, "Oh my God, what's it gonna be? To, are we okay? Are we okay today? Uh huh. Okay, good. You know, she. I've given her PTSD. Don't kid yourself. I feel like you
0: probably are the sweetest husband of all time.
1: Ah, uh, I don't know that she would agree with right, you, but right. thank you. <laughs> right. Can I tell her you said that?
0: Please do, please do. I um. But your demeanor out in the world, the one that your wife does not get, is so pleasant and so friendly and so welcoming and safe. And I really do want to say safe because there's all these ideas that you get into recovery in the minute or so. No, I wished you guys were a little bit less appropriate, frankly. (laughs)
1: That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Well, you know, they they talk about it's not a great idea to, you know, get into a relationship in early recovery. and. From my experience and viewpoint, it seems to me that the people who have been in recovery for a while, that get involved with people that are new to recovery. Which is it's amazing. their pain. Right. They're the ones that are in trouble, not the people coming in. Not I the know. People that the people are, who
0: are like, you're giving me a safe harbor. Yeah, <laughs> you're
1: saving it's, me. It's <laughs> the Thank people God. that fall in love with, you know, frankly, people that you know haven't realized how to live in their body yet.
0: Yeah, you know that, get them on their back before they're on their feet, that (laughs) idea. But, you know, I felt really lucky that nobody did that. I did date a friend of yours. You did? Come on, you remember... Okay.
1: Listen, I can't remember anything. Do you Uh, remember me? Of course I remember you.
0: Okay, do you remember that that your friend and you had this little thing where you called me I-L-H?
1: Yes. I love her. I love her. Yes.
0: That friend and I dated, but he was newish too. He was was newish too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it didn't count.
0: Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. It was... Um, That's me,
1: right. You were ILH. You, I totally remember. Did you see the recognition in my face?
0: I was like, I, I couldn't... I cu- obviously, you realize I remember <laughs> not having to forget that. Because you didn't tell me for so long. You guys, you guys would be like, hey, ILH. Hey, ILH.
1: Well, you know, we were we were prone to give different people uh, nicknames. nicknames. Yeah. Like, there was one guy that who literally, he, his last night drinking, he had cut his toe on oh, his Kito. chin. And we called him Chinto.
0: Chinta, you say that. And my he God, literally... so memorable.
1: He, people knew him as Chinta. Like, and he's like, no, my name's not Chinta.
0: And everybody always expected him to be Asian. Hey, it's like, yeah. hey, no,
1: Chinta. Chinta. yeah.
0: No, yeah, and pe- that's hilarious. Yeah. God, I haven't seen him in ages. I really haven't seen any of you except our friend Scotty G, who I was telling you I ran into... Um, it was so good to see him and, um, he listens to the podcast and he reads the site and he'll sort of email me.
1: Well, he's in, you know, he's, yeah, he's, he's in the deep midst. in. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but I have a funny thing about him. He was, um, you know, arranging the speakers at a meeting and I was maybe like, let's say 35 days sober. And I went up to him and I said, so I was thinking I should probably be your next speaker. And I remember him saying to me... He
1: probably paused, because he's good at pausing.
0: (laughs) I remember him saying to me, Anna D., you know you're going to be ready to speak when you stop going up to people and saying things like that.
1: <laughs> Sorry, yeah. That's great.
0: I know, I know. That's great. I just well, you had a lot to say. I had a lot to yeah, say. Yeah, even
1: 35 days, you're like, listen, I know how this works. I
0: wanted the room to hear it.
1: Yeah, you know? I appreciate that.
0: But so seriously, how how many years are you sober? How long have you been Uh
1: here? It's been since the first Bush was in office.
0: Okay, do we not give dates? <laughs> what, those of us who don't have those sort of political numbers at, you know, years at our fingertips, okay.
1: The oh, last God. time I had any kind of voluntary mind-altering substances was 1990. Shit. Oh, yeah, because Clinton was 92. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah so you'd never
1: know it by my behavior <laughs> well as you were saying
0: as we were saying it gets harder well we were we were saying as you get older not as you get more sober so wait is that 25 is that twenty five years? Yeah. 26, 26 years yeah um so you so you were like four but five i don't really
1: think old. of it that way you know it's funny because like uh, there, there's this i don't know almost a sense of pride with how long you've been in recovery. And I got to tell you Anna D, yeah, I just don't subscribe to it. I mean, yeah. I, to, no, man. I mean, it's more of like if you get amazing experience in 2 years, yeah. you know, but the 2 years have a tremendous amount of experience in recovery and and in, you know, self-searching and and spiritual growth, then that's enough. <laughs> you know, I mean? if you're on the other side, like yeah. it really comes down to you know, this is what I'm dealing with today, and this is how I deal with it. I mean, I hate to sound, like, general, but, like, literally, I, I don't want to... I, I pretend that I really don't know much.
0: Well, I think that that's good. I'm not I, I'm not, not in agreement with you. I, I am often... I don't know about you, but I'll often be a little embarrassed by my time because I think I should be further along.
1: I think that there's a danger to that, too. Like, yeah. there's somehow you're supposed to know how to live really well and be peaceful and, and spiritual by a certain amount of time of years that you've been sober and and i think that can be a trap well yeah i'm still I... trying to figure out i guess what i'm trying to say and i'm still trying to figure it out
0: maybe at 27 you will.
1: i hope maybe that's it maybe that's the magic number <laughs>
0: Well, I don't know about you, but I found when I was new, I was closer to the sort of miracle of this desire being removed. And so it was
1: very easy to sort of
0: surrender and believe that the universe had my best interest at in heart. Well, it's first that. time, you
1: know, there's a certain amount of the first time that this has happened. So the first time that I could feel okay with not too much going on, just kind of in my body, on my couch, being okay, it's like, oh! what is this right. you know and and the and the desire to share it with people and the desire to say, "Hey, listen, this is really, really cool. I want you to have this you yeah. know was i was I was definitely sh- you know I was fired up when I was young in in recovery fired up, I was so excited to the point where I saw a, a girlfriend that I used to um go out with before I got sober mm-hmm. and I, I swear and we still laugh about it when I see her now. You know, I looked her right in the eye. Go said, "I found God." You know, and she just like thought I had two heads on. She's like, "What is wrong with you?" Wow, you were that guy. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 and I didn't mean it in the you know sense of oh, I I found God, but it was more of I found something that is amazing, and I you know called it God.
0: Yeah. Do you still
1: call it God? Yeah. It that all depends on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, do you still, Now we're really
1: getting it. Now we're really getting into it. Oh, we waste
0: it. no time. We we could go right there. I mean, are you do you go like do you think you like proselytize and like sort of t- like were you freaked out using that word?
1: I then it's just, yeah. you know, th- there's a certain vernacular in 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 uh, in 12 step programs that I just adapted because yeah. of the change that I'd seen in me. And maybe some of what was being said and what I heard was responsible. So I just repeated it because of the way I felt and the difference in my outlook in life. You know, it it was such a radical change. It was just a radical change, man. I was a different dude. I mean, just the, the, you know, just the diminishment of anger, anxiety and fear that I lived with on a daily basis was enough to just make me, you know, skip down the streets.
0: Were you aware of the anxiety, fear, and anger that you lived with? No, I just thought.
1: No, I just thought. I, you know, as someone once said, I was just looking for the zipper to get the hell out. You know, I was like, "Well, somebody get me out of here." I didn't know what it was. I had no consciousness of it. I did know that once I'd stopped, you know, using drugs and alcohol, that uh, it it was not comfortable. Yeah, (laughs) and it was really loud. Yeah, and I didn't know what to do with any of that, and and you know, having. Stayed around recovery and and gotten a lot of support and help from people that shifted, and I couldn't believe it
0: right right what um so okay, but that's interesting, so you were equally sort of shouting from the rooftops about like having found God and extremely uncomfortable well, the,
1: the God thing had happened after, after i I like had been around out. for yeah. a little bit of time, you know, more around the two year range what that right. we were discussing earlier yeah. that's where you know i I'd given it enough of a chance. Yeah. And I'd done enough of what people had suggested. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I had a few of those dark night of the soul moments. Right. You know, where it's you and you.
0: Right, right.
1: And it could go either direction. And if you get through those moments, there's, you know, there's, there really is light at the, on the other side. Do
0: you not have those anymore?
1: I absolutely do. They're just fewer and further between. Thank God. Because, uh you know, one of the few things that has happened is, you know, I've learned not to let things go for too long, mostly because I I just, I just can't tolerate any kind of emotional pain. Right. I just have no pain tolerance whatsoever.
0: Yeah. That's, I have a theory that men have a higher tolerance for pain. Hell no. Well, maybe you're
1: not. the. Hell no. Emotional pain? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, women definitely have a higher tolerance for physical pain. That's for sure. Yes. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I don't I haven't gathered enough data to be able to make that.
0: Well, I do think because having a low tolerance for emotional pain is the best thing in the world because it gets you to take action.
1: I guess so you're just miserable quickly. You don't, yeah. <laughs> you okay? But I mean
0: I think I think of that when I think of um, even getting sober like I didn't I wouldn't I didn't have any more depression in me. You know, I, you know, the sort of, it wasn't as much of a bottom as it could have been because I couldn't live like that. I was too depressed. Well, so what got you sober?
1: What was the thing? Um. And were
0: you in L.A. or New
1: York? I was in L.A. And the, the thing, as mm-hmm. you ask, I never really thought of it that way. But mm-hmm. if I had to put my finger on it, I was in a, uh, a two-year acting program. Mm-hmm. And I had been on a television show that I hated. This was your soap star days? We're not yeah, the nighttime soap. Show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. nighttime soap. Yeah, yeah. And I was miserable. Why? Because I just, it wasn't what I wanted to do. And uh, so I decided to become a real actor and go really study. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, that was going to that was gonna fix, fix it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I joined this two-year acting program and i literally couldn't get it together to go to class i couldn't get it together to rehearse i couldn't get it together to do anything because i was you know had extracurricular activities that i was partaking in mm-hmm. and it was really and it was really obvious and you know my teacher would look at me like oh well, what do you what is wrong with you what are you doing right. and it was a very strict kind of program um and so i stopped in order to be able to participate and do my work for periods of time I kept trying to stop and then I found myself unable to.
0: Right, right. Was your extracurricular uh, activity schedule include
1: uh, powdery substances or just liquids? Pretty substances? much, I mean, I was a substance guy. So mm-hmm. yeah, I liked I liked powders. Uh, I, I also liked, you know, organic plants.
0: Organic plants, yeah. yeah. very much, yeah. very much
1: so. I was a big fan of the organic plants. As a matter of fact, I found that if you did enough organic plants uh, in a row, uh you could not feel a certain way for quite some time, see
0: that never worked for me. The organic plants just made me feel yeah. more,
1: yeah, no, not me, yeah, no and and I liked vegetables
0: veg oh oh, that one vegetable that that's very good sauteed, yes especially on yes, pizza.
1: that's the one
0: <laughs> this is the child friendly version. Of party 5, but we will not name well and it's the non-triggering version. We're not gonna name any drugs.
1: There you go. Why not? There you
0: go. So so I'm you, just
1: having fun trying to figure out how to categorize everything it's without fun. saying. No, it. I like the vegetables.
0: Um so so yeah, so so. so that's
1: what did it, and then eventually I kept trying, I kept trying, I kept trying, I kept trying, and I could not do it. Yeah. And in the interim of trying one more time, this really fabulously beautiful girl said, hey, why don't you come with me? I'm going to a support group mm-hmm. for was that, that your sort of thing. first wife? Yeah, no, it's not my first wife. Oh, okay. okay. No. No, this other fabulous gal. Okay, okay. And, uh, and I said, okay. Yeah. Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll go. And, uh, she your was she in acting
0: class?
1: Yeah, she was in my acting class, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: You're, you had a very pretty Eskimo?
1: Yes. Uh-huh. I had a very pretty Eskimo.
0: And you... I, do, did you did you feel like I've come home or did you think oh this is awful or did you think if I come here again I'll see her again I was
1: just friggin terrified man yeah. you know I yeah. was just like you know you you, you think I mean I, I did I thought okay you think okay once I stop everything will be okay and that's mm-hmm. really what happened to a certain degree it is for a period of time but then all those feelings and anxieties and fears and rage and you know it starts to come up and I mean, you understand why people go right back. <laughs> it's just, it can be difficult just to, to, you know, I didn't know how to live.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You were a
1: kid. I was young. I was quite young, yeah.
0: So, and so did you stay sober from after that first time? Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. And um, and then, and so, and then how did your life change except in every way?
1: Um, well, it got gradually more comfortable in my skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get, I learned, uh, tools to live. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, one of the ones that I, I learned right away was, you know, I was told to, you know, greet people at the door of these support mm-hmm. groups. I was, you know, they said, go greet people. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I, I mean, I, I terrified, mm-hmm. I mean, my hands are clammy, I am uncomfortable. I don't want to get, you have to get there early. Mm-hmm. It was awful, mm-hmm. horrible. Mm-hmm. And so I'm shaking people's hands. I'm shaking people's hands. Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't. You know, hi, my name's Danny, hi, my name's mm. Danny, hi, my name's Danny. And then I went to, like, my first kind of young Hollywood party, mm-hmm. and there was this really pretty girl, and mm-hmm. I was literally able to go, hi, my name's Danny. And that was, like, one of those first, like, little little turns. You know, it's very wax on, wax off, paint the fence. It's very Karate Kid, this whole thing. <laughs> it really is.
0: Yeah, I didn't get the reference at first. I am so glad you just said what you said. I'm not even going to take an aside to say pretty girls rule your story, and I like that.
1: I guess they. I guess they do. At it's least they're listen. It, it, you Whatever know, it takes.
0: You,
1: I needed to feel that it was going to be okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because
1: I, I literally felt like a leper when I stopped.
0: This thing that you just said is so important. This idea that because you had been greeting people, you could then go to this fancy party and go up to this really pretty girl. Almost everything I know how to do that's useful I learned there almost everything um you know speaking in public you know i I learned how to be i remember how terrified i was and then i learned how to do it and then i learned how to do it here and then i learned how to do it there and i learned how to do it on tv that you know what i mean yeah and and it's you know people are going to toastmasters to learn that well you want to know where you can learn to speak very
1: articulately (laughs) in public it's true yeah no uh, that that you know that's that's really how it Began For me, Mm -hmm. you know, and just not telling people to go fuck themselves, you know, not reacting to what I'm feeling in the moment Mm -hmm. and the damage that that causes, whether it be, you know, not necessarily somebody on the street, but, you know, family members during the holidays, you know, when things built up and you've Mm -hmm. already got resentments and difficulties and, you know, not causing more damage by blurting out the way that I feel emotionally, you know, taking that pause, looking at why it is that I might feel that way and where's my responsibility and, you know, is this really fair to the other person? You know, those kinds of tools, <laughs> I don't know how to live. Right. Like, you know, I was just winging it.
0: Right. And did you, were you an angry, angry dude?
1: Uh, I'm still an angry, angry dude. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know buy that at all. But I know I, I I I would say I would say that I don't generally walk around with a tremendous amount of anger. However, I will say that I am easily triggered to rage. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's one of the things that I've had to adjust to in my life, knowing that this could happen. So when I drive, there's no. Oh, I'll just get there right at the last minute and I'll try to get there this way and drive. I'll kill somebody. Right. I just don't react well. So right. give myself the time. Right. Pick the right music for the car. <laughs> listen to a podcast in the car. <laughs> chill out. Now, th- that's adjusting to the, the, the fact that I know, you know. And I, generally, if I'm not in a great space, I won't drive out. And travel. I- I'll not go. Right. That's one of the adjustments I've had to make. Or... You know, the other thing that's really helped is meditation. Has mm-hmm. helped tremendously. Mm-hmm. Just for that little pause. I still get angry.
0: Do you... Is anger your thing? Or do you ever... I love you- it.
1: I just love <laughs> being angry. It's you, my favorite. Do you
0: go to... um? Like, <laughs> I used to go more to anger. Now I go to sadness before anger.
1: I don't know, man. You know, uh, it, it depends. I, you know, I, I struggle with most emotions, to be yeah. honest. You yeah. know, I, I think I have a... a a cornucopia of all of them, depending on, on what goes on. I mean, you know, I've suffered from feelings of depressive states. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've had uh, tremendous anxiety of, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I've dealt with a lot of it and, and it passes and it changes and it shifts.
0: Don't you think the thing is to let it pass? This is sort of obvious, but I'm learning it now in my uh, 16th year of sobriety. Um, to let the feeling pass rather than what my brain likes to do, which is go, I'm depressed. I'm uncomfortable. Let's make up a story. I about- give it
1: three days, Anna D. What do you mean? Whatever it is, three days. You allow yourself it gets to be three, sad days. three days? I don't care what it is. If I'm just miserable at the world, yeah. three days. If I'm really depressed and just... Unfulfilled and unhappy, three days. If I'm anxious and uncomfortable and fearful and panic, three days. If after three days, yeah, it is at the same intensity with the same thought pattern and the same stuff going, sums up, I gotta look at it. Yeah. But before then, that's just nutty me.
0: So when you say um Something's up, I gotta look at it. Does that mean inventory? Does that mean go to a therapist? What does
1: that mean? Yeah, first of all, it's a conversation. Yeah. so I call my people. Yeah, I have people. Yeah,
0: yeah, now I have you got, people. You got a team.
1: I've got I've got I do I have a crack team. <laughs> so I talk to them as honestly and as as clearly as I can make sense of what's happening mm-hmm. with me. and then I see what the feedback is because I just don't trust my own thinking about right. myself.
0: But for those three days, you don't you don't go to the team?
1: No. Generally, no. I mean, if it's overwhelming, yeah. you know, if I'm like panic and I can't kind of go on with my day or I'm really angry at an exchange that has, you know, happened, that's more circumstantial. I mean, just sort of general overall yeah. feelings where, you know, I wake up and it's like, which bridge do I jump off of? Right. Do you yeah. get like that? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh,
1: the, the difference is, and so what? Yeah. I don't take it that seriously. Why? Because it's past or it's been, and this is most of the time, it's been a little clue of something that I need to look at or change or work with. Right. You know, so it's kind of like a little, dip, 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 right. you know, right. like the battery's getting low. Yeah. Like, you know how your gas, cars, yeah. your gas, you know, your gas, it's the same idea. Yeah. That, that to me is kind of like a signal that something needs, needs to shift. Or I'm just having a bad day. I always give it the possibility that I'm having a bad day, because otherwise I will literally like cause all kinds of you know uh, reevaluations of my life, <laughs> and you know, you know, calling people and letting them know what's. And I just don't want to do that. I'm, I, you know, I, I have a a very healthy ego. I I don't want to be embarrassed. Right. So I just wait till it's absolutely necessary, and then I go. Here's what's going on. And yeah, so I call my team and, and I work through it and I get a lot of help. But, you know, most of the time I just kind of do what they tell me.
0: Yeah, it's it's important. I was talking to a friend today, not, not one of us, who is very sick and tired and has this amazing career and is telling me that she needs to do something else with her life. And I said, you know, here's the rule. You don't come to conclusions about what you should be doing with your life when you're sick and tired. And I was telling her in this office, you saw the shared office and we were talking about how many people are around and how challenging it is. For about six weeks, I was like, I hate these people. I hate them. When they came up to me...
1: I I love that you whispered... You know, your microphone can hear you say fuck. I
0: know.
1: (laughs) That's just... That was
0: awesome. They they might be able to hear me here. And I thought, I can't work in this office anymore. I hate them so much. And this week, love them to death, feel so lucky. That's so funny. And my problem is I think it's real.
1: Because it it is. Well, you're also a woman. It is true. Which means the way you feel... (laughs) The way you feel and what's actually happening are the same thing always.
0: Wait, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, generally, my experience with women yeah. is they struggle with being able to differentiate between how they feel and what's actually going on. Yes. Now, how they feel may be what's actually going on, but it also may not.
0: In my there experience, there may be
1: a difference.
0: My experience usually not.
1: Well, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say that. I don't, I don't want to be,
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I don't want to put everybody in a box. Yeah. I don't want to put all women in a box. But,
0: but you've seen it. Well, it's, it's just
1: my own experience. Right. You know, as limited as it may be, it's my own experience.
0: Well, you live what you have a wife and two daughters.
1: I've had two wives. I've got two daughters. I have a mom and two sisters that I grew up
0: with. Yeah, yeah.
1: And generally what I noticed is there's a real struggle between how, what they feel is happening and going on mm-hmm. and what's actually happening and going on.
0: But that awareness, but don't you think that's also alcoholism?
1: I guess. I don't know. You know, I don't, I try not to, I'm not qualified to be able to make statements about what is alcoholism and what isn't. I mean, I'm I'm not. I, I can tell you that in struggling with life and feelings, which I have a lot of experience in, I've made some observations about myself and the people that have allowed me to let them t- to know me, mm-hmm. to know them, mm-hmm. that have allowed mm-hmm. me to know them.
0: Yeah. But that, that I'm going to give it three days thing is not so dissimilar from to try to differentiate between what's real. And what I just
1: know on. I'm nuts. Yeah. What my yeah. friend said the other day, what did he say? It was genius. He, he, he said, you know, the difference between something like the book I'm OK, You're OK. He, he wanted to write a book that, that was, uh, you're fucked up. I'm fucked up. Let's not pretend. <laughs> Which I, like I thought it. was so funny. I like it. I just thought it was so funny. So like I, I'm under no delusion that I just don't react well to life. My first instinct is not peaceful. Now, how do I know this? Because I live with someone who does not have any kind of obsessive or addictive gene. Mm-hmm. And so I watch the way she reacts to life. And I gotta tell you, Anna D, it's different. Yeah. It's literally different. I cannot believe it. I I, I, I look at her and I think, how is she doing this? It's foreign to me. And it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's just foreign to me. But isn't it nice to be with someone like that? It It is. It is. But, you know, we've all got stuff. Yeah, She's got different stuff. Right. But she doesn't react like... (laughs) The example I'll give you is, you know, she's got no problem getting in the car, going to Target getting in the line and returning things. <laughs> like, that's a non-issue. As a matter of fact, it's one of the nice things she's got to do today.
0: <laughs>
1: well, well, I will tell
0: you. Or I ordered
1: those things and, oh, I like, just get the box. I didn't work on. I'm going to box it up. Right. going to put the label on it, take it to the mailbox and have them mail yeah. it. Return. Like, yeah. Like, that, it, it, I can do it. Right, right. It just takes a... Different approach. It takes a toll on you, too. I just, I, you know, the minute there's no, no spots in the parking lot, uh, that's it. Yeah. I'm keeping it. I just bought it. I'm not returning. You know <laughs> what I mean? I mean, that's just the way that I I happen to react.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We were talking about Tony uh, in his episode. We sat in this very room, and he was telling me about how he when he sort of... Is, experiences road rage. He then like chases after them and makes an immediate amends.
1: Oh, that's awful. Which is crazy. By the way, yeah. this idea of making restitution for harm done to others yeah, is literally the greatest thing in the world because what happens for me is I end up not doing it for the sole reason of I don't want to have to apologize yeah. or go to somebody that uh, who's Neck I want to snap and ask for their apology and ask to see if you know where I can make whatever I've done wrong, right. That just the distaste for that experience makes me not do anything.
0: What Where do you stand with uh, customer service? Like I mean, like you're on the phone with Time Warner, and
1: I found a middle ground that okay. maybe...
0: This is emotional sobriety we're talking about, right?
1: I I guess. Listen, I have found a middle ground where I am not abusive. I am not mean-spirited. But I will get into the hows and whys and what... And literally, where I I don't really care if they have other customers. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get into a deep conversation about what the principles behind what that company is doing mm-hmm. and how these people are putting them into action and how it affects me at this time and they get to hear how i'm affected by their behavior and i'll just go on and on and i'll drive them nuts but it'll be very pleasant how it'll be very pleasant and then i get off the phone and i'm just like oh, all right
0: how do you not get abusive in that situation
1: because then i'd have to apologize right? Anna D. Wow, so because bad. then i'd have to go Listen, I'm, I, I, listen, I don't want to have to call back and go, listen, I talked to someone. Can I? I don't want to but do haven't that. haven't
0: you ever done it and then hung up and then not made amends and just gone on your, with your day?
1: I've never called anybody like specific names, like just been like massively abusive or, you know, taken down their character just because I'm in the habit of not doing yeah, it. that's so good. I'm just in the, I've been in the habit for so long of not doing it because I don't want to call anybody and apologize yeah. for that.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, or I, I have a real issue with uh, parking meters uh-huh. people.
0: Fair enough.
1: Parking meter people. Oh, like,
0: uh, like, uh, like meter a meter maids. maid. Yeah.
1: Um, and that's my deal. You mm-hmm. know, that's what I struggle with. It's not them. They're just doing their job. Mm-hmm. I just struggle with it. And so <laughs> I, I won't allow myself to even get into a conversation because the, one time I got a ticket. And I literally, I took it off my dashboard, I walked over to their car, I opened their car, I threw it in their car, and I closed the door, and that was the best I could do. That was like, that was the best I could do that day.
0: But I mean, so you're the one who screwed because then you...
1: Yeah, that's fine. But like, I I, I can feel that I can't get, I can't engage because I will end up having to, or as a friend of mine did, take their little parking meter and... Break it into a thousand pieces, which, by the way, is illegal, and you can go to prison for it, or pay Christ. a hefty fine. Just for the record.
0: Good to know. Yeah. Good well, thank know.
1: God somebody you know paved the way for me, you and, know. and I found out. Yeah.
0: Good old Scotty G. Kidding. No, he it was, was not. Camera. Oh
1: my God! So would not.
0: I know. I know. So, and so, do you do therapy or anything like that? I have.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I bought a few couches and mm-hmm. offices, and mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I. I I know. I know that I'm crazy. Thank you very much for asking. Yes, I I know why I'm crazy, and and, and that's really helpful most of the time.
0: Because it's the full thing. It's not just one thing that helps. I us just need a lot of it.
1: help, Anna David. Oh,
0: you and me. I just need a lot of help. Got, I'm not gonna like lie going about it.
1: I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie about it. I have uh, I've done a lot of therapy. Individual therapy. I've done couples therapy. Mm -hmm. I've done group therapy, Mm -hmm. um, and it's all really helpful. The best part of therapy, I'll give you right. I'll give you. I'll save you a tremendous amount of money. So, what I heard you say was, "Is that what you said?"
0: Wait. Do you want to know what's so weird about you? That's literally
1: that. That literally will save you a thousand times.
0: Um, I became certified to become a life coach. Okay. Um, which feels like a crazy sentence to say, but it's very real. And the main thing they teach you is to say back to the person what they said and say, and just say, did I get that right? Okay, did Tell
1: I miss you anything? 95% of communication issues have to do with people aren't listening to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Having, and having been in two marriages, you know, you learn. one of the things you learn is you got to listen to each other.
0: What um, I, I did want to touch on the sort of career, and because you were working before you got sober, but it yes. kind of, would you say, it took off after that? After Yeah, yeah,
1: oh, absolutely. Like, my career was, uh, I was just a working actor, and then after I got sober, uh, you know, I was in big studio blockbuster movies.
0: Yeah, the biggest movie of all time. Is that the biggest moneymaker of all time? Okay, no,
1: right? I think Star Wars is now, isn't oh, it? It's so all over it. Uh, or what's the other one? Uh, Avatar.
0: Never saw it. Yeah, it's good. Um, Check that out. Okay, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm going to stick with yours uh, as, and pretend that's the top
1: okay. one. Um, you, you Have at it.
0: <laughs> and you're on a, you're on the Fosters. I'm on my right?
1: show called the Fosters, yeah.
0: And um, and how's that going?
1: It's really good. As a matter of fact, I play a character in recovery.
0: Oh, I didn't know yeah,
1: that. Yeah, I figured you didn't. That's why I thought I'd mention it.
0: I, I do, I'm, a, I'm a clueless person. Um, but by the way, I, d- I don't watch television. That's okay. Weird. I That's all see. right.
1: I-, I don't expect you to know everything all your guests are doing.
0: Um, do you, say, I should know everything about you. At one point I might have, let's talk like back in September of 2000. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe possibly. Maybe. Um, but, and so, and so that was just random that you happened to be playing a character in recovery? Absolutely random. Wow. Have you ever played an alcoholic or someone in recovery before?
1: Before I got sober, I was on a television show called Hotel
0: mm-hmm.
1: with James Brolin
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Connie Selica. Mm-hmm. And I played a young recovering alcoholic.
0: And did you know you were an alcoholic then? And some no deep idea. Yourself? No idea. Do they have the recovery right in the show that you're on?
1: They have it right for the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I was... Uh, they They wanted to uh skew it in a way that really worked for their storyline mm-hmm. and uh and you know I think it does for that um, I would have done it differently, but I think you know I'm also thinking micro and they're thinking macro
0: right, right.
1: Um, you know, I, I wanna I wanna get things accurate. Yeah. You know, and they're like, look, that's great. We don't have time for that. <laughs> right. Well, you know, this is the way we're doing it for this. And and they did it, they did a really nice job and, and in terms of the, you know, the the storyline, I think it really worked.
0: Um, well we're kind of getting towards the time where we have to wrap up. Fantastic. So what have I not asked uh, I you slash? No, I don't know I have say? no idea. Um, is there anything that you would like to impart to the listener to to me? Don't judge me. Um no, this is a very loving audience. <laughs> um,
1: I know nothing, no matter what I say.
0: 16 years and change. I think the, the thing they say, the thing that we really learn is how little we know, right?
1: I guess. You know, I, I, I got to tell you, I, every day it's a new day. Yeah. Like every day it's like, okay, some of the skills I have really work well. Some of the tools I have, re- and other days, I can't tell you how many days it's about 3.30 and I went, I'm no good. I'm no good to me, I'm no good to you, I'm no good to anybody, and I'll just go up in my room and I'll play video games for three hours or four hours, and that's the best I can do that day because I'm just not going to do well. And then other days where literally I'm up early and I'm just the most loving, excited, right. just passionate, you know, spiritual dude there is. Right. I I don't know which day is going to be what. What really percentage know?
0: are the... Are the- the spiritual guy and what percentage of the video game
1: guy I'd say it's probably 70 thirty that i'm I feel pretty good yeah yeah that's a good average yeah I think that's probably seven and again you know some a lot of the times it's like it's a it's in it's an afternoon or you know oh. morning or you know it's usually not like in early recovery it was long periods where I was really uncomfortable or but now it's just, you know, an afternoon. And plus, I just, you know, have I have the ability to hit the reset button. Yeah. You know, you get on the phone, you call somebody, you tell them what's really going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that was Danny Nucci on After Party Pod. I'm so grateful you listened to this. Uh, check out all the podcasts on AfterPartyPod.com. Check out our Facebook, Facebook.com slash After Chat. And email me, Anna, at the AfterPartyGroup.com. Also, do you want a free ebook? how I got sober. That is a collection of essays put together by, uh, they're all stories that ran on after party magazine, my site. And we have it as a, as a fancy little ebook. It's a $1.99, but I would like to give it to you for free. If you would like that email info at the afterpartygroup.com, put copy of how I got sober. And we will send that to you absolutely for free, just as a thank you for listening. I'll see you next time.